Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. We are back after the long layoff, the uh, the Christmas break. So a lot to talk about in this episode. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Let's do it. So the first thing uh, we're going to go into, the MAC, obviously, uh, Quinnipiac is off to a 4-0 start. They're off uh, on top of the MAC right now. They have wins over Marist, Ryder, Niagara, and Monmouth. You know, I was going to say, coming into this year, I could kind of see this coming, that Quinnipiac was going to be a really good team. They had a great ending to last year, and they're just bringing just about everybody back. And Baker Dunleavy, obviously, Really, really knows how to coach, and uh, you know it's just been a really good start for the Bobcats. Absolutely, I mean, I think we kind of we may it's been a while, but I think we may have talked about them. You know, kind of sung their praise a little bit in our first episode. We were kind of previewing the the MAC for the season. Uh, you know, just I mean, obviously their wins aren't against like you know I would say the elite elite of the no, MAC, no. but nonetheless, I mean, you know, it's still four wins in conference play. That's certainly impressive, and. You know, there's certainly, uh, you know, you can't be sitting much better through four games. No, you can't no. be sitting much better than through four games and four and out, So, And all of the wins have been convincing. Or, right. Or I'd say three of the four wins have been convincing. Uh, they beat Marist by five, which Marist is the worst team in the MAC far and wide. Uh, probably one of the worst teams in the country. They don't really have any basketball players on their roster right now. <laughs> um, but uh, the three wins were 80-61 to 61 against Ryder. That was at home. Uh, seventy six or sixty seven to fifty six over Niagara. That was also at home, and Monmouth eighty four to seventy. All three of those games were at home. The game against Marist was on the road though. So, and that's obviously you know the trip for them and blah blah blah. But they're four and zero, and you know they're off to a good start. I'd say really Absolutely. good. All the credit in the world. And kind of uh, we'll say on the other side of that, the the kings of the MAC right now, Iona. They, they you know. Obviously, everyone who follows the league and even college basketball as a whole knows that Iona has won four consecutive MAC championships. They are one and three uh, to start mm-hmm. the year. They've lost to St. Peter's, Monmouth, and Niagara. Um, Trey Arnold is still running the team. Uh, the medical absence of Tim Kloos we know about, but you know, I something is wrong with this Iona team. Yeah, and they just can't really find a gel. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been hurting them through the first part. It it does benefit them a little bit, you know, going back, reverting to the 20-game schedule like it had been. Um, obviously, we went to 18 for a couple years. Everyone knows that. Um, so this doesn't hurt them as much as it would in a in a year prior, but still not where you want to be for Iona. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, you know, a loss to St. Peter's, a loss to Niagara, I feel like that's just kind of un- uncharacteristic yeah. of – you know, the Iona of years past, you know, as you said, I mean, notes and clothes certainly does not help. I imagine that, you know, if he is able to come back, I'm not sure, you know, I mean, yeah, the he, last he, update. he had put out the statement. Uh, it was about two weeks ago that it was still, you know, an ongoing thing. He doesn't have a timetable to return, but it is not life threatening, which is a good thing. Absolutely. Obviously. Um, but obviously still not a timetable to come back for him. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I want to bring up with this Iona team was, they only played seven non-conference games. I know. And I think that hurt them. I'm going to name off the, the days of those non-conference games because they played them in a span of almost two whole months. So it was November 9th, November 13th, the 22nd, and the 23rd 
Um, that was uh, a tournament that they played in down in Florida. They, it was two wins over Stetson and Kennesaw State. Two of their three wins which, on the year. <laughs> yeah, it, it was their only two uh, non-conference wins of the year. So that was November 22nd and 23rd, just before Thanksgiving. Then they didn't play again until December 4th, which ended up in an 18-point loss to UConn, which I think is fine. But And then December 17th and December 29th. Those two games were against Princeton and Colorado. Both of those ended in losses. It was 90-86 to 86, uh, against Princeton. That was an overtime game. And then they got clobbered by Colorado out in Boulder. That was 99-54. to 54. And then they played the 3rd, 5th, 10th, and 12th. Um, they did lose to St. Peter's by one. That game was uh, at the Heinz Athletic Center in New Rochelle. Uh, they did lose by 12 to Monmouth Beaton. Ryder by three on the road, which is a really, really good win because obviously winning at Ryder is ob- is a really good thing for them. And then they did lose by one to Niagara. So two of their three losses have come by one point. Right. And But you need to turn that around. And so they just have a couple bounces that have not gone their way. But I think they can eventually turn it around. They do have a a good stretch coming up. They'll play Fairfield on Friday, Marist Sunday, and then they will play Canisius, Fairfield, or not Fairfield again, Monmouth, and then Siena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, Marist is obviously a winnable game on paper. Should be a yeah. win for most teams in the MAC. Um, you know, as I was kind of saying earlier, I think the the absence of Tim Clewis, I I, I kind of just keep going back to just because I think that that's a it's a big deal just because, I mean, yeah. that, he's been the guy there for so long. You know what I mean? He's kind of, over the years, he's just kind of been the glue that's held each of those teams together. He's yep. been the present, the, the the factor that's always been there when they've made their runs. They've made their, their MAC tournament runs to eventually make the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so not, you know, I, I it's tough to say just because I think that, you know, on paper, I think they have talent. I think we all know I that think they, they have do, yeah. talent. They obviously do. But yeah, and I think I think they'll figure it out. You know what I mean? I think I think you can't. It, it'll be tough to keep a team with the history that they have mm-hmm. down for so long. You know what I mean? I don't know if they necessarily win the MAC regular season title this year. I don't think they do at this you know, point. But one and three is a yeah. You know, this is a league that you know with the twenty game schedule. I think fourteen and six, thirteen and seven could win the league, mm-hmm. but just with how even it is, and we'll. We'll get to that in a couple minutes, but a one and three start is not what you want. And I could see them, you know, being a eleven and nine, twelve yeah, and eight, something like absolutely. that. I think they'll finish above five hundred, but I'm not sure if they will end mm-hmm. up uh, at the top of the league. Yeah, and I, I, I would say that's certainly a fair assessment this early into the season. Yeah. Um. You know, one thing I want to go back to Quinnipiac. Uh, I meant to mentioned this earlier i saw a tweet it was on uh, at coaching changes uh which is a really interesting account to follow on twitter um and i saw that this the other day baker dunleavy at quinnipiac and i i started thinking about it after i saw it and i read it and i just want to know what you would think of it because i could definitely see it baker dunleavy next coach at boston college that's plausible it, i, that's I think plausible. it is i, mean, I think it did i'm not sure where he is he from that area uh, yeah, he is. He's, mm. he's, he's been a Northeast guy. You know, he played at Villanova. Um, obviously, we know about that. Assisted at Villanova. This is his first head coaching job there. But, I mean, Jim Christian at Boston College has been on the hot seat for yeah, God know. knows yeah, how Yeah, I was long. about to say that. Um, that boy's been under fire but, for uh, a long time. I mean, Boston College, is, they are 9-7 and seven right now overall, 3-2 and two in the ACC. So, I mean, I think that if 
this might be the year. I, I think everyone thought last year was the year that Jim Christian was going to get fired. But I think eventually, if Boston College does not make the tournament and if Quinnipiac ends up winning this league, I think we could see Baker Dunleavy at Boston College come, I think that's absolutely, come mid-April, mid-late April. I mean, Boston College, I mean, you can only settle for mediocrity for so long. Right. You know what I mean? And, right. And they've, and they've been stuck. Yeah, that. and not even mediocrity. I mean, they they only win three, right. four games a year in the, right. in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, sitting at three and two right now. It's honestly a bit yeah. of a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um. So continuing on with the MAC, Canisius finally gets their first conference win. Uh, that was on Sunday against St. Peter's down in Jersey City. Uh, so they're one and four now uh, after a really kind of struggling start to the season. Armand Harid was named the MAC Rookie of the Week for the second time in three weeks. Uh, we know about Yako Fritz, how he won it three weeks in a row. Uh, but, I mean, Harid has just been a, a real stalwart for this team. And I, I remember I've talked to Reggie Witherspoon about this, that the, his three freshmen all have the capability to do really well on any given day. Yep. Uh, that's Akram Ahmed, Fritz, and Harid. But the thing is with those three, you don't know overall who's going to be the best on any given day. And he said that's it's a bit of a blessing It's a, and it's a bit of a curse because mm-hmm. it, makes, it makes preparation harder for opposing teams because right. you don't know who's going to be the good guy coming, going into that game. And, and even in practice, he has the – the same thing that's happened to him. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's – I feel like if they're going to figure things out and really maybe string off some wins, I think they're going to need to, you know, get consistency from all three of those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's not just, you know, one guy's going off for 20 and the other two put up like four points and six yeah. points. You know yeah. what I mean? You're going to need a stretch from those guys where, you know – If they can point, all get 10 or 12. Again, yeah, that, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you if you can manage to get that kind of production from them and – yeah. You know, and you don't have to have the guy who's a you know the twenty point scorer. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, if you can play good, solid team ba- basketball, right. and you can get some balanced scoring, some help off the bench, you know, what I mean, I see no reason why, you know, you can't win games. But yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I I think they're they're you know as we talked about in the first episode, we mm-hmm. believe they're a middle of the pack team. Yeah, and, you know, that's they're obviously off to a slow start, but I yeah. think they certainly could turn it around. Maybe you know. Maybe get around five hundred, yeah. maybe 10, 10 and ten, nine and eleven, eight and twelve, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, just looking at their schedule coming up, they got game against Siena, who they fell to earlier back in December yep. at Siena. It was that was a tight game, one point game. It was, yeah, I was um, at that game. Yep, that is, um, of course, of course. Uh, Ryder should be, you know, certainly a, a tough game there as well yep. at Iona. It's always tough. Fairfield, Quinnipiac, Marist. You know, you, you they really don't play a lot of the quote unquote lesser teams until you know until, until later until the, the end right. of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would say this stretch coming up here because they, they finished the year with home against St. Peter's at Marist, home against Niagara. Exactly. That's a that's a good chance. You know, the last couple games of the year to help your seed in the MAC tournament and maybe get out of that eleventh spot, right? Exactly. Which they, which they are at right now, right? Exactly, and you know if say you win those three games, not only is it helping your seed, but it helps you, momentum. Exactly, as well. absolutely. That's yep. was, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know what I mean? You get you get a bit of a hot streak going. You get some get the guys going, and yep. you know you, there's no better way to enter a tournament on a three game win mm-hmm. streak. You know what I mean? When you're when you're playing hot, but you know the the, the stretch here where you, you got Siena at home, you got Ryder at home, then you're at Iona, at Fairfield, home against Quinnipiac. 
Yep. I mean, those are some of the better teams in the MAC, if yeah. not the best teams in and, the and, MAC. And it's a good chance to get quality wins over quality opponents, exactly. give your give your guys confidence. One thing to keep in mind with this team, though, is they have dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Scott Hitchin has missed some time. Jordan Henderson has been in and out of the lineup all year with a couple with some knee injuries as well. Um, so they've, uh, I believe Dante St. Louis has been out a couple times, uh, but I might be wrong on that. Um, they've, I don't think they've really established a flow really where they can get all of their guys involved. Maybe they've had a couple games where they've had everyone, mm-hmm. but, um, they're still kind of waiting for everyone to be a hundred percent healthy. So I think it will get better for them, you know, down the line in the next couple weeks here. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but just overall, going back to just this league in general has been very, very uh, even. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of parity. You have Ryder and Sienna. They're both 3-2, and two, and obviously we know they're both coming t- here this weekend to play Canisius. Uh, Monmouth, Fairfield, St. Peter's, and Niagara are all 2-2. Two and two. Uh, they've, they've all played four games. They've all played even. Um, but just overall, I'd say this league has been – a lot of parody, and that's kind of been the theme of this league the past couple of years is the, the amount of, of parody in it. And the theme of college basketball. Right, this year right, like. uh, obviously, yeah. We'll we'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, Iona's one and three, as we mentioned. Canisius and Marist are both one and four. Manhattan is three and one, as we said. They're in second place right now, sole possession behind Quinnipiac. Uh, but just overall, this this league and this college basketball in general, just a lot of parody, and I think a lot of people do say that it's bad for college basketball to not have a dominant team. And I would disagree with that because I think it, it creates more chaos. Absolutely. <laughs> and Can't go wrong with chaos. and uh, it just makes things better overall that, you know, anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I think we literally we just saw it last night with Clemson and Duke. You we did, I mean? yeah. It's, and it's, we'll get into that in a couple yeah. minutes. Um, but, yeah, just overall the league has been looking really good. It's, pro- it's not as strong as it's been in years past, I'd say. It was re- very weak last year. Uh, I was surprised that – Iona, who won it last year, did not end up in Dayton as part of the first four. But, um, again, still good. I think the winner will, will probably, again, end up as a 15 or a 16 seed. But, mm. um, but you know, that's not a bad thing. And, yeah, no. like we said, the MAC has failed to win an NCAA tournament game since Siena in 2009. Uh, that was when they beat Ohio State, when they were a nine seed that year, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's fine. Um, you're still. This is still a good league. A lot of parity in it. Just overall, not bad at all. So, uh, we'll transition over to the national level now. Uh, I would say I want to start with Baylor, the Baylor Bears. Um, they're now number two in the country. They're mm-hmm. thirteen and one. Let me just say um, they have to be the quietest number two team in the country I've ever seen in my life. Like. Oh I yeah, I, I literally was just scrolling through. You know what I mean? I'm looking at the new top 25 on Twitter. I'm like, oh okay, yeah. There's your Dukes, your 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 Louisville's, your Blue Bloods, and mm. then I'm like, Baylor, Baylor, Baylor is the number two team in the country. Yeah, it, I'm like, it, I, it's crazy. Yeah, and I mean they, I mean if you go through their schedule, they beat Coastal Carolina on the road. That's I mean Coastal Carolina is not your Power Five. They're they're in the Sun Belt, but that was a true road game at Coastal Carolina. That was part of. Uh, the Charleston Classic. Um, they did win that game. They beat Villanova in that same tournament. Uh, a win 
at home over Arizona, which was basically a road game. Uh, that was the free admission game. It was on the same day as the, the Big 12 football championship, and the arena ended up being filled with Arizona fans. Uh, went over Butler. Uh, they, they did beat Texas at home. And back-to-back road wins over Texas Tech and Kansas. And that the Kansas win, that was on Saturday. That was the first time Baylor has won at Allen Fieldhouse ever. Ever? Ever. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I did not see that. That's actually yep. crazy. <laughs> Holy um, cow. But, yeah, I, I did watch that game on Saturday afternoon. I was I was driving back here to Canisius, and uh, I, I was watching the game on my phone as I was riding. Uh, but, like, it's crazy that Baylor has never won at Allen Fieldhouse, and it's I, – I think Baylor is the best team in the country right now. I think they have the best re- – I think overall they have the best resume, and I would not be shocked to see them as a one seed in the tournament at all. Oh, yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. I mean, it, it's just kind of funny to me that um, – their one loss on the season is to Washington. Washington. And that was on a and, neutral floor. Yeah, but like this is a Washington team that's bottom of the Pac-12, one and three conference play, eleven and six. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're going on the road and beating teams like Texas Tech. They're beating Kansas on the road. I mean, yes, it was an early in the season game on a neutral floor, but yeah, they they, they played each other in Alaska for some reason. I don't know <laughs> what that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> you know, I just I just kind of that just kind of goes back to the point of how how you know, even every team seems to be this year. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like any given night, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, there, there is not one team this year that you say, you go into every night and say, yeah, you know what, they they, they win the night. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. You never know what's going to happen. And then, you know, and as you, you made the point earlier, some people say that they prefer having, you know, a, a top dog, mm-hmm. like a, a maybe a villain, you know what I mean? Where yeah. you're saying everybody's trying to take this team down. Like Duke of last yeah, year. Yeah, right, of course. But – I'm I'm the opposite. I'm with you. I love I love yeah. it when there's just chaos all the time. Yep. You know what I mean? When you know the top five changes, like two three teams in the top five changes Lose every, every week. week. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think that's it's great for entertainment value. I think it's personally to me, I think it's great for basketball. Just because, I think it, yeah, I think it is as well. Um, another team that uh, usually isn't you know in the conversation to be a one seed, but could end up as a one seed. Butler. Whew. They're uh, fifteen and one. Man, every time I think of Butler, I just think of Gordon Hayward. What could have been on that yeah, shot, man? Yeah, What could have been? Exactly. But, I I, I mean, you know, I, I was telling you earlier, I have not had the chance to watch them play tonight. They play mm-hmm. Seton Hall tonight, so I'll, probably, I'll tune yep. into that to get my, my fill on Butler. But, yep. I mean, just on paper, just the stats I've seen, the numbers I've seen, they're mm-hmm. a damn good team. They are very good. Like They're it, really good. This is not, this is not you know, a team that's, you know, played a light schedule and no. just gotten lucky here and there. Yep. Like. They've they've had some good wins. They're, I mean, their one lone loss was to Baylor. Yeah, exactly. Who we just talked about, and that you was a one I mean? point game. Yeah. That was a fifty three fifty two at loss. Baylor too. I believe it was a yes, it was, it was at game. Baylor. Yep. So, you know, I mean, I'm just looking at their schedule now. I mean, they beat a fourteen and two uh, Stanford team, yep. uh, a Florida team who was ranked, you know, originally in the in the preseason poll, who's kind of they fall into obscurity, but nonetheless, yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they got talent on that roster. Purdue. Yep, Purdue. Beat Purdue. Uh, and they're off to a 3-0 and start in the league. They beat St. John's, Creighton, and Providence. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Seton Hall tonight, which will be yep. four-first in the, uh, in the, the Big, Big East. East. So that should be... And the, just the Big East in general um, is just so good, top to bottom. It, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a shame that someone has to finish last in the league. I mean, DePaul is 0-4 after, after the great start that they had. But... I could see the Big East. I mean, sending there's ten teams in that league. 
I could see the Big East sending seven to eight of their teams. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't think that's out of the out of the no. uh, the, the the question. I and and I was thinking at the beginning of the season, I think I I said it on Twitter a couple times that this league is going to be very good. I said it, you know, back in October and November, and you know, those thoughts are making me look really good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Old takes oh, praised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not old takes exposed, as as uh, we know about on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, they beat Purdue on the neutral. They beat St. John's. That was an away game. Uh, home against Creighton away at Providence. Uh, the Stanford game was on a neutral floor. Um, but just, you know, overall, Butler, Kamar Baldwin has done a really good job there. And just, and you know, just everything that's come with them. Laval Jordan, the head coach. Um, has done a really, really good job with that mm-hmm. program. And the thing with the Butler program is it kind of fell off for a couple of years after Brad Stevens left, and I know I'm I'm going back about six or seven years now, but I, like this Butler program is returning to oh, yeah. to be a national powerhouse, and I think that's I think it's good for college basketball Absolutely. that Butler is good. Absolutely. I mean, I think you know you you always. One of my, they probably have one of my favorite home gyms, just because it's oh, like, yeah, it's you know, at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of the, not maybe not, a, I hate to say obscure, but I mean, yeah. you look at it and you think, this doesn't even this look like, you Dover know what I mean? Whatever, like it's yeah. just, it's got its own charm to yeah, it. I think it that does. place is always rocking, Hoosiers. especially when, oh yeah, and you know, it's always rocking, especially when Butler's good. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, with that, with the fact that they'll have that home court advantage, with the fact that. You know, the Big East is obviously, as you said, very much so up this year. Yep. If they can manage to get out of the Big East with, you know, maybe two, one, two losses, or hell, mm-hmm. even if they run the table, I mean, they absolutely yeah. deserve to be a one seed. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they can squeak out of there with one, two losses and win the tournament, I yeah. see no reason why they can't be a one seed. Absolutely. Um. So, you know, another thing that I want to talk about, another league that is up uh, along with the Big East, the Big Ten. Oh yes. Um, they uh, oh, they had been yes. down for a couple of years, but now the Big e- the Big Ten, I'm sorry, is right back up. And in Joe Lenardi's last bracketology, he has 11 teams out of the Big Ten going in out of the 14. So mm-hmm. I'll name them off real quick. I'm not gonna go in order of the seeds here, but Illinois is a nine, Penn State's a seven, Indiana eight, Ohio State five, Michigan State three, Purdue ten, Maryland four, Michigan six, Wisconsin seven, Iowa seven. And the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. Heck yeah. Nine. That's what the I'm talking Scarlet about. Knights are that is what back. I'm talking about. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I man, love the parody oh, this year, man. It's so exciting. I'm just whew. It fires me we, up, man. We have to mentally prepare for a tournament that, that does have Rutgers but does <laughs> not have UNC. Oh my goodness. Uh, it was a, that's another topic in Yeah, we'll, in we'll, itself. we'll we'll get to that in a couple minutes. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh! But, but yes, like, I love it, dude. This this Rutgers team and Steve Pickiel has done a hell of a job, that is you know, a fact. with them. And I, they are three and two in the Big Ten, but I I think that's still good enough to make the tournament. They're twelve and four overall. They did uh, lose their last game to Illinois on Saturday. That 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 was fifty four fifty one. That was speaking a of which, close game. Illinois ranked. Illinois, yes. The Illinois, the Fighting Illini. They, they are, are ranked. Ranked. Um, you know, one thing that I was kind of eh, about uh, Rutgers coming into the year, their first game, which was on uh, back on way back on November seventh, 
was against Bryant out of the uh, Northeast Conference, and they won that game 73-71. to mm-hmm. But, and then they, they started 3-0, and and they went to 6-1. and They lost those two games to Pittsburgh and Michigan State. That was on December 3rd and December 8th. But then after that, they, they won uh, six in a row, um, three of those being conference games before the, the loss to Illinois. But the, I'd say the win against Seton Hall back on December 14th, that was the statement win. Absolutely. Yes, and they won that game by 20. I was going to say, uh, yeah, at, it wasn't the, like the they rack. just squeaked by them. You yeah, know what they, I mean? they, they, yeah, I, I watched their... that game, and they, they dominated Seton Hall mm-hmm. during that game. And, uh, you know, they got the win. They, they beat Nebraska and Penn State to start Big Ten play. Uh, both of those wins are pretty convincing. They they went into Nebraska and beat them by 17, and the Fred Hoiberg era is not going well. No, uh, <laughs> but, but, I mean, you look at their upcoming schedule, too. I mean, you got Indiana tonight, right. Minnesota on the 19th, at Iowa, Nebraska, and, hell, I'll even throw Purdue in there after that. I mean, those and are here's five the thing, winnable and games. And here's the thing. Purdue is not good on the road. No. I mean, Purdue, I, I tweeted that the other night when I was uh, watching a Purdue game. It was um, their game on Sunday. I'm blanking on who they played. Uh, but anyway, I think it was Michigan State. But anyway, Purdue is really good at home, but they are terrible on the road. <laughs> but I was saying, imagine how dangerous this Purdue team would be if they were even decent on the road. <laughs> That's a that's a good point. I mean, I'm honestly now I'm honestly curious because I'm I'm I, I let's see. Let me let me take a look at what they're. They uh, have, so they have played true away games. They have played one, two, three, four, five. They've played five true road games. They have won one of them. It's not very and good. And the and the true road win was against Ohio, not yeah, Ohio State. That's Ohio. Yeah, that's not. Like great. Jeff Bowles, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not great. No. <laughs> and, not great, uh, Bob. They're they're one or they're one and two in neutral games. The wins against VCU, they lost to Florida State and Butler. Right. In but I mean, games. you think about. It, I mean, you flip what two, three of those games. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a completely different narrative for yeah. Purdue. Yeah. I mean, they're they're still a tournament team. They're ten and seven, which I mean is okay. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, hell, um, if Oklahoma with Trey Young can get in at whatever the heck they were, 18, yeah, 15 or whatever their record yeah, was. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. If they can get in, I think yeah. this Purdue team certainly can squeak in. Yeah. I, I think that Oklahoma team was below 500 in conference. And I've said this before. I think it should be a prerequisite. If you want to get into the tournament as an at-large team, you have to go over 500 in conference. I, I think, I think that should be a rule. I think that's fair. Yes. I mean, they, I've I, said it before, yeah. and I... Uh, I will die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think – now, don't get me wrong. I love me some Trey Young. But, yeah. I mean, that team that – That team, team had no business being no, in the tournament. No, it did not. Crazy thing is they almost won a game, too. <laughs> I know. That's a, they, they were – were they a nine seed? I think they were – They, they, they were, were an eight against game. a nine. They were an eight, eight nine I think, game. I, want to I forget, I forget if they were an eight or, or a nine, but they were yeah. definitely in an eight, nine game. Those were, those were back in the, the high school days when I would – Sneak watch March Madness games during sixth, seventh, and eighth. Period. Oh yeah, I did. I did the same thing. You know I mean? skipped school a couple of years. Oh but, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's, um, it's just how it is. Yeah, sorry, high school teachers, if any of you guys are listening <laughs> yeah, right? to this for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> oh my um, gosh, but uh, getting back to Rutgers, though. Yeah, I am. I'm very happy. Yeah. I, I I must say, it's kind of like yeah. watching your son like grow up and like finally. <laughs> <laughs> finally reached that point where they're you know they're 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 getting out onto their own you know what i mean they're moving out and <laughs> ruckers I'm, I'm proud of you guys 
can take that seriously. <laughs> Rutgers I'm, basketball. I wrote in my notes, Rutgers basketball in our hearts. Honestly. And you just said Rutgers basketball with my son. Honestly, it feels like I'm <laughs> – like, I mean, look, let me just say, I'm not like a diehard Rutgers fan. No. You know what I mean? No, but right. Th- I've always just felt bad for them just because – I mean, they're they in the big the tournament. They haven't made the tournament since 1991. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Last like, NIT was in 2006. Like I wrote just that. Their, their basketball and their football program. Yeah. I mean, they, they're in the Big Ten. Greg they just, Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's another topic. But anyways, you know what I mean? Like, you, you watch them every year. You know they're in the Big Ten. You know almost every single yeah. year they're going to struggle just because they have nowhere near the talent that any other team in the Big right. Ten has. But now it's like finally they're fighting back yeah. against the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's, it's good to watch. <laughs> I'm I'm very happy for Rutgers. Very happy for Rutgers. <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll transition from a conference that's up. I'm sorry. Uh, to a conference that's down, and a conference that's down is the ACC. This is correct. Um, Joe Lenardi right now has four ACC teams in his. And how many how many ACC ACC teams were in last year, like in comparison? Uh, eight or nine, I that's think. That's what I'm saying. Eight or nine, you know what I mean? like, like that. Just the 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 transition yeah. from one year is shocking. He has uh, four, and they're Duke, Virginia. Who Virginia? We'll get to them in a second. He has Virginia as the last four in. There's a legitimate chance uh, Virginia doesn't make the tournament this Absolutely. year, and that would be a hell of a three year run for them. <laughs> uh so it's Duke, Louisville, Florida State, and Virginia. And I, I I was looking at this earlier. He has Virginia Tech and NC State as part of his first four out. Um but I mean this this league is it's extremely top heavy and I feel like there's just a lot of bad teams in the mm-hmm. ACC. And one of them is North Carolina. That is a fact. I mean <laughs> like I mean, okay, let me just say, losing Cole Anthony, that doesn't help. Any team. Cole Anthony may not play again. Yeah, you know what I mean? I would and not be sure. I was about to say, number one, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't blame him either, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, the way that uh, the way this team is trending, yeah. I mean, you, you, I, I would not blame him one bit. Focus on the league, young yeah. man. But, yeah. anyways, you know, it's, it's, it's always weird when a blue blood like North Carolina yeah. is down. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, it, it's just so rare that, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm trying to even think of a, a a comparison. I guess maybe when there was there was a couple years in the mid late 2000s where Kentucky wasn't making the tournament. Right, right. It was, it's like one of those deals, kind yeah. of. And that, that was the Billy Gillespie era, era mm-hmm. and that was not a good era. No, it was not. But uh, you know, Quem or well, I'll go back to Saturday. Clemson um, beat UNC. They did on uh, on Saturday, and the they Dome. beat them at at UNC for the first time ever. That was that was another one of those deals, mm-hmm. and which is and, crazy. You and it, it was I think it was the third or fourth time like Clemson was like oh and ninety two or something like that at UNC or I think it, it might have been in the fifties actually now that I now that I think about it, I, I have to look I have to look this up now, <laughs> um, but just a really good win for Clemson. Um, they follow that up with a win against Duke at home the day after their uh, their their football team gets yeah. beaten in the national championship. Yeah, but, I mean it's not. Uh, you know, I, it, I was don't fi- think it was a 59-game road losing streak, so 92 was way off. It was 59. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, now I don't think Clemson is a tournament team by any stretch of the imagination. No, they're not. But they're nonetheless, not. I mean, that's, it's, it's, a good, it's a feel-good story. You know it what I mean? It is a feel-good story. You Clemson know. beat Duke last night as well. That's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know what um, I mean? You can't, you know. and, and 
Brad Brownell has absolutely coached himself off the hot seat. I would say absolutely. so. Absolutely. I would say so. Um, I think, you know, obviously, you know, I'm just looking at their – I mean, they're 3-3 three and three in conference play. They're 9-7 and seven overall. So, obviously, as we said, yep. there's no way in heck, unless they win out, that they're probably going to make the, the tournament. But no, I, I I very much doubt it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But nonetheless, I mean, unless something stranger things have happened, though. Yeah, that's a good point. But nonetheless, I mean, when you be you know just like when when your season you know you, you look at it and you say all right well you know this doesn't seem to be a tournament team whatever but yeah. when you get wins like that where you're snapping fifty two or fifty nine game losing streak losing streaks you're beating Duke who I also believe they hadn't beaten in a I don't know. Actually, I'm not I could sure. Be wrong well, that, that game was but... also at Clemson. Right, right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what the, the stat was on the broadcast. I think it was something like they hadn't beaten a top three. Oh, God. I think I want to say it was they hadn't beaten North Carolina and Duke in the same season since, like, 1990 or, like, they okay. haven't beaten them back-to-back since yeah. 1990 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But – it you know, nonetheless, right, I mean, it's it, it it's good for the program. It you know is. I mean? It's really good for the, the program. That's the type that, type of win um, that can you know yeah. make a make a tough season not as tough. And, and it <laughs> makes and it makes uh, the Clemson fans feel a little bit better after Monday night. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Joe Burrow, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to help a player. I that will is say. a fact. Um, that is a fact. We have mentioned college football twice on today's podcast. Right now, Jay, oh, Ash- yeah. Jay Ashdown would be proud. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Jay. Um, so. Another ACC team that is really struggling, Virginia. Yep. Uh, we could see Virginia not in the tournament this year. It's realistic. Mm-hmm. And you said it. What a three-year run. You lose to a 16 seed, you win it all, and then you don't make the tournament. Yep. That is – I mean, their their record <laughs> their record is 11-4. and four. They're 42nd in Ken Palm right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, two, two of their ACC losses are to – Boston College. Boston College and Syracuse. They're only two ACC losses. Right, right, right. Are right. to Boston College and Syracuse. Which is which not that great. That's not – no, that's not, not great. great. They, they did they did beat Syracuse at Syracuse. Um, mm. That was part of the whole ACC oh, yes. first night of the year, or second night of the year, actually, that game yes. was. 48-34. Um, what a game that was. They, they lost at home, yeah. That was probably the worst game I've ever watched. <laughs> Uh, actually, no, that's a lie. A couple of years ago, see, I went to Siena St. Peter's, and uh, it was 59, 56, 55, 59, either 55 or 56 was the opposing score in uh, triple overtime. Wow. So that was the worst game I've ever been to. <laughs> um, Virginia also did lose to South Carolina back on December 22nd, and they had a 29-point loss to Purdue uh, early mm-hmm. on in the season. Granted, that game was at Purdue, and we just talked about them. But Purdue is such a weird team. Purdue is, yeah, such I, a weird team. I really like Sasha Stefanovic, but such a just, weird team. Yeah, they, they're a weird <laughs> team, and I I can never get a true vibe on them. I know. Um, but that's the thing. Just one game, I'll watch them, and they'll be really, really good. And then the next time I watch them, it's like this team can't make a shot. Like <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that's the type of team that could randomly just catch hot in the in the Big Ten tournament and just win oh, all, yeah. like, out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. They, they could definitely oh, do God. that. And as you said earlier, crazier things have happened. Crazier things ha- have happened. Um, that's about all I have if you yeah. want to add anything else. Oh, about Virginia. Um, Lenardi has them as the last four, and Andy Katz has them out. Mm. Um, I want to – 
I saw someone tweet this. I forget uh, who it was. But um, Virginia, uh, since, since the Ken Palm era started, the Ken Palm era started in 2002, no team has ever gotten an at-large bid with an adjusted offense lower than 200th in the country. Virginia is number 229. As of, I just checked, I just checked as uh, right before we started recording, and they were number 229. That's crazy. So, I mean, it's just like, how can you be such a powerhouse a weird in weird program. Like, oh, my word. I, I don't understand how they managed to win the title. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know how they managed to win the title last year. I mean, they were, they were a talented team. Uh, no, year, they, they were. They have been the best team the past yeah, two years. But, but, like, it's just so crazy to me that, like, it's just so rare nowadays in the game of basketball, whether it be in the NBA or in the NCAA, where, like, your defense wins your games. You know what I mean? Usually I, it's, like – The thing is, the defense wins them a lot of games. Um, but it's just their offense. It's right. really bad. I think I'm sure they have the best offense or the. Right, I see third for uh, Virginia as the, be- as the third best defense in the country. Who's one and two? I'm actually um, kind of curious. For adjusted defense, West Virginia is number one. Hey, Kansas, Kansas is number two. Well, there you then go. Virginia is number three. Speaking of West Virginia, they they came out of nowhere. They're, they're they did like they, a darn good team. They, they were dead in the water last year, and now yep. they're sitting they're, fourteen uh, and two. Ken Palm has some fifth uh, in the country right now. Wow, that, that's on Ken Palm. Bob I, I forget Huggins. what they are. I forget what they are in AP, but they could. That's another team that could is going to surprise a lot of people, and they're mm-hmm. they're a projected two seed right now, mm-hmm. um, in the tournament for uh, Joe Lenardi. and you know Virginia Tech was or not Virginia Tech West Virginia was just really bad last year, and they, they were they. They really struggled overall. I, I forget what their final record was. See if we can pull it up here for uh, just a second. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I would just like to say that I have always been a Bob Huggins fan. I mean, watching oh, Press it's Virginia easy. play basketball it's is easy to be a so Bob entertaining. Fan. You know what I mean? It's so anytime West Virginia's good, I think it's good for the college basketball. Just I think because it, you yeah. rare, you so very rarely see teams be as aggressive on defense as West yeah. Virginia is. You know what I yeah. mean? Like just playing that that full court press, you're always you got always got somebody on the ball. Like it's it, it's it's fun to watch. You know what I mean? As, it is fun to watch. As someone who really could not score in middle school basketball, I prided myself on my defense and rebounding. So I have a I have a great appreciation for, for a little go. full court press. So yeah, last year West Virginia, they were fifteen and twenty one overall, four and fourteen in the conference. One thing that stuck out to me, just as I'm looking through their schedule, 0 and 10 in uh, true road games. Mm. Um, they did end up in the college basketball Invitational, where they uh, they got to the second round of that tournament. They beat Grand Canyon, <laughs> who that was a mid-major program that was supposed to be really good. I'm not really sure what happened there. Yeah, I know, but right? then they lost to Coastal Carolina, 109 to 91 in the second round. That game was in Morgantown last year on back on. Uh, March 25th yeah, that's of 2019. Not, that's not ideal. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Virginia Tech is one of those teams, and just overall just a really good year for college basketball, I think, with all the teams that are just doing so many things, and, all, and a lot of them do many so many things well, mm-hmm. and it just creates chaos within the league and just, you know, around the country. Absolutely. And how can you not love chaos? How could you, Yeah. Everyone loves chaos. Absolutely. Yeah. Un- unless you're boring. Oh, yeah, unless exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You don't love chaos. What the hell's wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, exactly. 
No, but I'm I'm so I'm so looking forward yeah. to this this tournament, yeah. man. I cannot wait for March. I think this is gonna be one of the this is gonna be one of the wilder ones. ones. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, we're gonna see all sorts of upsets and. Uh, nah, but you know what? You know what's gonna happen? We're gonna expect all kinds of upsets, and then it's just, gonna, it's be just like gonna be like so the final four is gonna be like one 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 two, and yeah. you know it's just gonna be how it is. Yeah. But <laughs> here's uh, the thing: I, I've been saying this. There are probably. 15 to 20 teams that I could see winning the national championship. Absolutely. I'm not 100% confident in any of them. I know. <laughs> and the thing <laughs> is, like, so I, I feel like no team is a Final Four team. I know, right? <laughs> and the thing is, we have to send four of them I to know. the Final Four. I know. It's so true. <laughs> like, you can look at so many teams on paper and just say, I could see them making the Final Four, but I also could but see them losing. Yeah, right? I in could the also see round. them losing in the first round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, depending on the matchup, I could literally see them getting upset. Yeah. So, and that's the deal with, the, like, every team, basically. It's so, so crazy. It really is. Yeah. So, speaking of, uh, next week is going to be kind of our big first uh, bracketology week. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll both have brackets prepared for next week. Absolutely. Um, so, next week will be a fun episode, and thus that wraps up this week in uh, of, ta- of the Talking Smack podcast. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Good night.